Welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Welcome to week three of Witch Month for the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm Cindy. With me, as always, is Josh. Hello. And this month we are watching witch movies, and we've watched uh, The Love Witch, a campy, Austin Powers-like uh, thriller. And we watched, what was the other one? The Autopsy of The Jane Autopsy Doe. of Jane Doe, which scared the crap out of me. And I don't remember a lot of, because I would just scream and close my eyes, or just scream, or, you know... It's just, yeah, I didn't like that movie a whole lot. This week is The Witch. The Witch, which, if I remember correctly, was one of your favorite movies of that year. It was my favorite scary movie of that year. And I'm I'm really excited to watch this movie with you. I'm not going to lie. I'm really looking forward to this one, guys. Why? Super de duper de looking forward to this one. Um, This movie hits all the boxes for us I think this movie mm-hmm. is a period piece mm-hmm. um, it's a super period piece and we'll get into that in a minute everything super is pretty period. on point okay. um, it is fucking terrifying okay and that's a really good movie okay. so uh, with a, and I think the problem with a lot of scary movies is you'll watch them and you're like this is a pretty good movie and then they fuck up the ending well i will say it's a genuine pleasure when you watch a movie that really lands the ending the ending and this movie really lands the ending okay solidly boop like maverick and top gun just boop, touches down perfectly okay uh i know people disagree with me i'm uncomfortable thinking about this movie you, but go podcast. ahead um <laughs> okay so today is the witch okay uh <laughs> a, a new england folktale if you will that is the tagline for this film it was released in theaters february 19th of 2016 that's right the third third 2016 three. film is there another witch 2016 we can do for next week and no. just round it out? No, uh, believe We're me. We're just going to keep it at a hat trick. Search high and low. All um, right. I was like, man, there's three. And I did not plan this originally. It just kind of fell this way. And I was like, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's just go with it? If there were a fourth one, it would all be you know, 2016, 2016 witch movies. Okay. Uh, I will say this movie is shorter than The Love Witch. This movie is a brisk one hour and 32 minutes long. Nice. Uh, I like that about it. I don't feel like this is a movie that you could stand to be in it for too much. Oh, not, I don't like that. Not because okay. of the scare factor. All right. Um, it's, but even if it's that anxiety factor, too, that'll do it. Yeah, the anxiety and the scare factor have on this one, but I think that's not what drives people off from this movie. What drives people um, off from this movie? Well, okay, we'll talk about that for a second. Uh, okay. So the thing about this movie is, um, it has dialogue. It has dialogue that was taken from journals and witchcraft uh, lore. No trials, like okay. people that would keep court records of witchcraft trials okay. from the period. The like so stenographers of their day. real talk like you would have talked at the time. 
And that is not how we talk now. But, <laughs> so there are times, especially at the beginning of this movie, before you kind of adapt to the cadence and the style of speaking, that you're like, I don't know. What, I it's like, like oh. watching a foreign film for a little bit. I like that kind of stuff. Until you kind of get adjusted to it. Okay. And that puts a lot of people off. Okay. So I understand I like why. that kind of stuff. So Yeah, that's what I was saying at the beginning. Checks the box. Check a lot of boxes because you're gonna really like the history part of it. I'm gonna like the scary part of it. Okay. So this movie is dope. Um, it is written and directed by Robert Eggers. You know that name? How? Because he's the man who wrote and directed The Lighthouse. <sighs> he sure does love his period dialogue. <laughs> Josh loves that man. I do love The Lighthouse. Spoiler alert: I do like The Lighthouse. That was his favorite much. movie of last year. Um, and I know some people are probably frothing at the mouth as they drive around today. Well, hearing about the lighthouse again? How is the lighthouse better than the witch? Personal preference, man or lady man. That's just how you are. non-gender conforming person. (laughs) It's how I roll. I prefer the lighthouse because that movie touched my soul. Uh, All right. No one's arguing. Weirdly, what? It's a period film. You said it was a super period movie. And one of the executive producers, God bless him, for helping make this movie a reality, is Chris Columbus. Ooh. The writer of Gremlins and Goonies and yes. the director of Adventures in 1492 films. Home Alone and Stepmom. Huh. Thought I was going to say Harry Potter. I went with Stepmom. Nope. I'm good. He doesn't have to worry about that anymore. Stepmom. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. We do a quick rundown because Who's, I'm sure people yeah. who I'm sure people that are like, oh, I'm used to the format of the show. Well, first we've of all, done a ton of stuff from this year. Thank you. Yes. Second of all, if this is the first time you're listening, I will quickly run through it because Ugh. it'll be the third time you've heard it. I'm zoning out. 2016. I lived through it and I've heard the it. The year. Here's what happened. So quickly, El Chapo was recaptured. The Zika virus outbreak happened. Obama visited Cuba. Um, Harambe was killed. The Pulse nightclub shooting. Pokemon Go was released. And then he struck attack. Uh, the Cubs win the World Series. Yeah. Trump wins the presidency. Ugh. Uh, U.S. troops begin their withdrawal from Afghanistan. That Yay! Has Never been going happened. on for four years. Yeah. Uh, people that died in 2016. Boo. David Bowie. Mm. Alan Rickman. Mm. Vilmos Schizigmund. Harper Lee. Andre Zulovsky. Prince, huh. China the wrestler, mm. not China the country. Yeah, they're still they're still kicking. Not C H I N A C H Y N A. Yep. Muhammad Ali, Ugh. Gene Wilder, Ugh. Leonard Cohen, mm. Carrie Fisher, and Deborah Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds. Deborah uh, Reynolds. Deborah Reynolds. You're not a very formal uh, affair with her. All right, sorry yeah. about that. And George Michaels. The Michael, words. not Michaels. Michaels is the store. George Michael. Michael. Yeah, because it's his middle name. Yeah, okay. Uh, and new words? Hello? Um, yeah. America and gender, gender fluid. Um, so there you go. Yay, okay. For those of you who were not aware of 2016. Or who have not heard the last. Episode. Yeah. All right. Tell so, me about... Volkast. Yes, who is in this movie. So this is the film debut of, of Light of the Independent Cinema World... Anya Taylor-Joy. <laughs> She's actually really awesome. I like her Amy a lot. Amy Taylor... What's it? Anya Taylor-Joy. Anya Taylor... Okay. Uh, she plays Thomason, 
you would probably you wouldn't know her, but the <laughs> listeners would know her. You um, wouldn't know her. Probably most of for other than this as uh, Casey Cook in Split and Glass. The um, I got it. M Night Shyamalan horror movies that came out recently. I'm good. Um, so there you go. And then Ralph or she yeah she plays Thomason. So Ralph Innocent plays her father William. He's best known for Chernobyl. Um, he was in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. He played a character in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. He's a very tall, very tall looking man. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. He kind of looks like a terrifying scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Uh, Kate Dickey plays Catherine the mom. She was in Prometheus and Filth. And she was also in Game of Thrones where she played Lysa Aaron. She's the one that was breastfeeding a little boy that was like, throw up to the moon door. Oh, God, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's her. She plays the mom. And then rounding out the, the family, are you ready for this kid's name? Uh, I guess. This kid's name's insane. <laughs> okay. Uh, their son, Caleb, is played by Harvey Scrimshaw. Ooh. What an old-timey fun name. Yeah. Scrimshaw. Yeah. Uh, he was in a movie called Oranges and Sunshine and a movie called The Devil Outside. That, but this is definitely his most prominent movie role. Fun. Uh, that is the cast of this movie. There's other people that pop in and out, but by and large, it's just about a family. Um, so a couple things before we actually sit down and watch this bad boy. All scene. right. Um this film was set during America's first witch hysteria, which, which is was... 62 years before the Salem Witch Trials in Colonial Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So this film actually takes place in 1630. Fun fact, my family, not my last name, because it's a different last name, but my family, uh, we've been around that long. My family can be traced back to the ship after the Mayflower, the Lion. So, and then uh, Norwood, Massachusetts is where I hail from. I really love movies that you can draw a personal connection to that I know are going to terrify you because it's going to make it so much better. God damn it. Because you're going to be like, oh, oh, I have a personal connection to this. Dabbing deeper. Dabbing deeper. (laughs) Damn it. Uh, The title, I said last week, I will explain today why it is witch with two V's instead of a W. Okay. Okay. There's a reason for that. And the reason is when they used the printing press to save money, because you used V's a lot more often than W's, mm-hmm. they would not buy a W. Just use two V's They would just together. double up on the V because it saved them money from having to buy a block with a W So that just it. shows how old, like they're that old timey the poster is kind yeah. of thing. So Got they would it. just be like, V, V. And you know, so a lot of early colonial literature mm-hmm. about like look out for witches. It would be spelled V V I T C H because they didn't want to shell out the money for W because there weren't a lot of words, especially at the time, that used the, the letter W. Got it. You can just use two V's with. Yeah. And All right. Just, that was how you did it. Um, the only thing I just want to throw out there, we talked about the dialogue and the story being based on writings and journals from the time period, including um, trial documents and, you know, deposing people that had seen a witch or that right. were supposedly witches. So this movie is kind of based on 
true stories to a degree. Kind and of. it was shot in 25 days with mostly natural light. So, yeah. Okay, so it's going to be very... This film... It's going to be a little dark. No, it's not... Honestly, it's not that dark. It looks like it's really happening in front of you, though. Like, it's the opposite of what the movie we just watched. It's the oh. opposite of all of which. Where you're like, oh my god, there's like all these stylish colors. And this movie's like, oh my god, we're in a hut. <laughs> That's what it would look like. Okay. So... Well, we don't really need to do the poster and discern meaning because there's a poster that's been hanging in our little sound studio forever. That's an art piece. I'll show you the theatrical The theatrical one. So the one that I'm used to staring at is a black and white print of uh, a blonde girl praying and she's looking up and we're the witch over her. This is the theatrical poster. The theatrical poster is a goat head. A New England folktale. All right, let's do this, I guess. I want to say this is on Netflix, I think. I, I think it is, actually, yeah. Um, I have the Blu-ray, but because I love this movie. All right. Um, fun fact, I did watch this movie with your oldest son, Ben. And oh, yeah. he thought it was really boring. <laughs> oh, God. And that's usually the reaction people have to this movie is. They're either like, fuck, yeah, that movie was great, or... So nothing really happened, and it was really boring. All right, we'll see. So, so come watch The Witch with us. Join us, won't you? Mind the doors. Three, the Vitch, the Witch. I know, I get that. Would be the Vitch. The Vitch. Yeah, it's the Witch. Yay! It was a good movie. Someone really liked this movie. I did really like this movie. Well, then, then two people really liked oh, this movie. Oh, yay! I do really like this movie. I liked this movie. I liked that um, they used the historical correct, you know, language and mm-hmm. the way they would have done stuff. Um, Robert Eggers is very into. His research. This is now. You said this was this As the same guy. The yeah, we did, did yeah. the lighthouse. He was super into. The, he's a he's a researcher. He's doing a, his next movie is about Vikings, and it's a revenge movie. And 
Boy, right. howdy, am I excited. I t- I've, have I, have, I t- have we talked in the podcast why I would never find anyone of my kind attractive? I don't find Norwegians like Alexander Skarsgård and all that. No matter how attractive they are, I know what their language sounds like. And, you know, even if it's it wasn't, it was That's Those are sweets. It's a it. No, it's all like that. It all sounds like a backwards record. Ah, the Danish are technically considered Nor they're Scandinavian. Yeah, my and, family and are they, Denmark. They don't or Danish. sound like that. They sound pretty cool. I think. No, I don't think so. They're a little Germanic. What's interesting sounding. is my my family is direct. I, my great grandmother's an immigrant from Denmark, and the only advice that she ever gave her son, my grandfather, was like never dated, never trusted German. And my grandmother is very German, but like the Danes hate the Germans and Finland, Norway, and Denmark all kind of are racist towards Sweden. I did Um, not know that. Well, Sweden historically was of the Scandinavian countries, the most (laughs) pro-Nazi. Okay. Uh, I guess that would explain it. The one who was the least like bad. Nazis are bad. Like Sweden was kind of like, I mean... It's whatever. Uh, we don't want we don't want them to take away our independence, but mm. anywho. So yeah, um, uh, I, I'm curious what. Wow, what uh, the witch Viking accent would sound like? But back to the witch. The uh, witch. So before we even talk about this movie, I just want to start off this podcast by saying this movie has been endorsed by the Satanic Temple, and they've hosted several screenings of the film, and their spokesperson. Jex Blackmore, that's J-E-X Blackmore, addressed the film as, quote, an, impress- uh, an impressive presentation of satanic insight that will inform contemporary discussions of religious experiences. Well, there's a few things. So, I don't know much, but I do know my stupid history, especially that area. There's a few things that I kind of took umbrage with. Just a few. Um, the the latest concept, the idea of um, a lot of the Salem witch trials and the witch scares coming on from the uh, the mold, right? That was in a it was a it was a grain. Ergot. It wasn't a corn. Ergot. Ergot. It, that's a grain, not a corn. So I almost missed how they kept referencing the corn and like he would run it through his fingers. It was really moldy, and it wasn't until. I think you said something, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that's that's it. And that does make sense, because you can see a mold on corn a lot more than you can see, you know, on the it turns like a black powdery. Well, I think that was, that was there to give a layer of, like, was it real? Was it not real? This... I firmly believe that in the context of this movie, Black Phillip, spoiler alert, the... is the devil. Okay. And the devil <laughs> fucks this whole family over. And at the end of the movie, has um, Andy Taylor Joy's Thomason sign a deal, and then she flies off into the night as a witch. I I think that of this movie as it really happened, not I as in they were high and then yeah. these things didn't actually occur the way that I they can occur. see this as. Um, I I see this more as that. Look at how easy hysteria happens when you're isolated. And scared. Now, there are, throughout time, hundreds and thousands of stories of babies being snatched up 
seemingly like I just blinked, you know, I just closed my eyes for a second and the kid was gone. Um, and so it was a very convenient explanation for that. And then you also have, um, I mean, the only thing that doesn't hold up to my thing is what happened to, what was the brother's name? Oh, um, uh, Caleb, Caleb, um, Caleb. So he gets lost in the forest and comes across a sexy witch. And then the next thing you know... It's the old witch who has covered herself in the blood, blood yeah, and gristle a, and fat of the baby. But if we're looking at this young. as... Okay, so we have a kid who's run off into the forest. He gets lost. One of the first signs of shock, especially hypothermia shock, is that you start taking your clothes off. Um, that's one of the ways that you're like, Oh, you're... No, that's not good. So... In my head, so he got lost, and then as he was trying to find his way back, he started going into shock and hypothermia and taking his clothes off, and that's why he was naked. And then the whole the whole spasming and freaking out about his sister, I think that was just, if we think about, you know, our dreams as being our brain kind of filing away the thoughts of the day, right, then... He was already having impure thoughts about his sister. That's alluded to throughout. So definitely temptation would be what kills him. And he hears his mom always saying that his sister, you know, that she's the devil or she's bad. And I think that just kind of all came from there. But that is an awful, easy, like, oh, no, you know, that's all that was, rather than just, oh, no, it's the devil and it's bad. Um, I also... Like, my thoughts on this movie are just very, um, it, they, believe it or not, this movie was talked about on this week's um, uh, The Stuff You Missed in History class. No, Ridiculous History. It was not Ridiculous History, because they both agree with you that it was one of the best horror, scary movies, was it of last year, or was this 2018? No, this was 2016. 16. They both, like, the two hosts were talking about that this was such a great movie. But to and, them, the witch was real. Like, this was not mm-hmm. a metaphorical thing. They're like, no, she's mm-hmm. definitely real. You see her. There's the noises. There's the this. I mean, I guess, but... I think it's both a literal and a metaphor thing in this movie. And before I get into that, I, I just... I understand where some people are like, this movie's not scary. Yeah, my um, 15-year-old had seen it. And thought it was super boring. Yeah, he didn't care for didn't it. didn't get any of the symbolism. It just kind of all went over his head. Um... I think it's important to talk about Robert Eggers said he had no intention of when he set out to write this movie and make it to make anything that was remotely feminist. It was not, he wasn't against Good, the idea, it wasn't. but he wasn't planning on making anything that kind of leaned that way. My, th- so I kept running back to, um, when the reason that the idea of witchcraft was, I mean, if we go all the way back, and we're going deep, but, you know, women, women healers, female healers, herbalists, and things like that, everything was written in code. But so, you know, like, um, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but like, lamb's ear. There you go. It, you need one lamb's ear. That's not a, you don't need to go get an ear off of a lamb. That's a type of plant. It's mm-hmm. a slang for that. Um, And there's thousands of those type of things. And women wrote in code like that, mainly because they were illiterate. And that was just the easiest way to say, oh, it looks like, you know, 
it looks like a lamb's ear and it feels like that. Like that's how you would remember it. And so when the patriarchy, the papal patriarchy, uh, the Christian patriarchy comes knocking and screaming, you find a book filled with like, you know, eye of newt and things like that. Like you, they think that you're talking about real things. There are no, there, there is no, uh, witches brew that would require human blood other than maybe menstrual blood but that's weird as seen in last week's movie yeah but that that is a thing menstrual blood is a big powerful do you not think that the witch is a feminist movie i do not know i i think that it's an excellent portrayal of how things could have gone down. Like, it's very easy to place blame on other people. It's very easy to see the evil in everything. But at the same time, as those people were seeing the evil in things, they weren't, um, how can I put it? Like, they weren't relying on their faith. It was so quick how, it was so easy how quick they gave up their faith. Does that make sense? Like, it, like they very quickly were like i've sinned guess this is the devil killing me like you're not going to repent you're not, you're not going to rely on the you know the lord god to protect you you're not going to pray for protect for protection or for prayer or okay that's weird especially when that's they, so much what they did they pray a lot in this movie mm-hmm. like a lot like when the baby disappears the the mom, we don't see it on camera yeah the, but the they were, meditations they, they yeah. say that she has prayed for like two straight days because they're afraid that the baby dying before it was baptized, it isn't. Don't get me started on that. Uh, yeah, um, that's a whole thing. Yeah. However, I'm going to disagree with you in the fact that I think that this is a feminist movie, but it's not an empowering feminist movie. Before we start that, can you just clear something up for me real quick? Yeah. Why was it such a big deal that he set traps? Why couldn't he just tell his wife, like, yeah, I sold your father's silver cup. I'm sorry. We need traps we need food. Oh, I'll get into that in a second if you if you if you'll indulge oh, okay. me for a yeah. moment. Um, so, would you agree that the main character of this movie is Thomason? Yes, it's Annie Taylor. Joy. I also love that her name is Thomason, which is such a masculine name. Yeah. You know, it's not um, Abigail. So, the beginning of the film, right? Their whole family is being kicked out of their colony. They're, it's called a plantation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, was it a plantation? Uh, a plantation is it was a pilgrim word for like a fortification. So it was they had sure. one big shared garden. It was um, very socialist. But anyway, they are getting kicked out because the dad, William Ralph Innocent, uh, has been preaching his own brand of Christianity because he thinks God speaks to him. Okay. And that gets them banned because he won't repent. He's too prideful right. to be like nah, and so he risks his family's safety proudly taking them out of the colony. Yeah, and that was why he didn't want to the woods. Right. Right? So then why was it a problem that he was... So here's the thing. You've got this family, the whole family unit, the whole family unit, and then the the pecking order is essentially the dad is in charge. Right. Right? And then kind of the mom? Mm, The son. I would say the son, it's right on the line where the son son is about to overtake her. Yes. But it's the, I would say, the interchangeable. And then... Thomason? Um, Thomason has kind of been leaped over by her brother, even though she's the oldest. Like, they talk yeah, about, because... like, you know, oh, she's getting old, we gotta get rid of her, and they're gonna... 
essentially sell her off to another family to work as a servant. Right. Um, Which was what was done then. So this whole movie, everyone commits some sort of sin and is punished for it, except for Thomason, right? If we discount the baby, because the baby's the baby. So the baby disappears. Gone. Right? The dad... Prideful. Prideful. Gets him kicked out of the plantation. Steals that silver cup. Trades it. Lies about it. Convinces his son. Lets his son lie Mm -hmm. about where they went. That's his son's sin, right? He lied, and he's a liar um, about the whole apple thing. And because of that, that's why he, like, coughs up that whole apple. Right. He's like... In that exorcism scene or whatever. Exorcism the, scene. The two twins talk to the devil and make Black plans Phillip. with him in the form of Black Philip. The only one who's not f- done wrong or has sinned or whatever in the eyes of God is Thomason. And she's the one who's made to pay for everything. So you think that's why she gets redemption Simply because she's a woman, right? They assume she's the witch because she's a woman. They assume that, you know, she's got, she's budding into a woman, she's got breasts, so suddenly she bewitched her brother. Well, that's the whole Puritan thing, right? But that's the thing, like, they back her into a corner where her only option is to turn to the devil. Or when she turns to the twins, she's like, you're right, I am the witch, now sit down and shut up. Yeah, like... Can't blame her. Her religion and the men... And the patriarchy around her in the time period forces her to the devil mm-hmm. when she's the one who is the most, um, I won't say Not Christ-like, pure. but the most, the, the one who's the most the one who's Christian. Follow, the one who's following the rules right. more than the rest. The, the one who is the most on the road to being a good, quote, unquote, Christian. Okay. Right? Like... The mom is very curt and very shitty with her kids at times and yeah. very demanding. She kind of looks like Angela from The Office. Yeah. The dad lies, steals, is very prideful. It, it really comes down to... Just Thomason. And, and she's her And the twins sin, are just fucking awful. Her only sin was being born a woman. Correct. And she's punished for that. And the whole reason she ends up going with the devil is... I mean, at the end, when she talk, she tells Black Philip, like, you know, talk to me the way you talk to everyone else. And he talks to her and he says, you know, would you like to taste a butter? Because at one point, being so crooked and full of shit, mm-hmm. it was considered a, quote, sin yeah, to eat butter if you were a, a good Catholic because... Not Catholic, but yeah. But I mean, there's all these stupid fucking what, rules. That's what Americans fail to recognize, is that... You know, being proud that you came from the Mayflower is not necessarily a, something to be prideful about. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, no, the idea yeah, is... Yeah, we're totally on the same There was a group that. of people who were fundamentalist Christians. They were essentially like... The Taliban. They were essentially the Taliban of Christianity. They wanted women to do certain... You know, like, exactly like the Taliban, in fact. And so they were so prideful and so sure of themselves. They come over to this wilderness... Where the original people are like, hey, what what are you doing? Can we help you? And they're like, no, we got this. Fuck you guys. We're going to take your land. And, and then even when the native people end up having to help them, as our Thanksgiving story goes, we still treat them like shit. And we still are... It's just crazy that 
to be proud of coming from that kind of a lineage. That's like saying that you're proud, you know, that you're from a cult. Like, it's not okay that the that entire group of people treated everyone this way. And it, totally, it was acceptable, and it, yeah. it's just crazy. I mean, the only thing that really, at the end of the movie, lands Thomason signing and being with the devil is it's a combination of what led her down that path is sexism and like religious hysteria correct right because do you think that her brother if everything had happened and it had been the brother that was alive do you think he could have gone back and we're on the same page with this so but we're if we talk about caleb right okay oldest brother do you honestly think that if he had been the survivor instead of thomason he couldn't have gone back to the plantation. He couldn't have gone back to, like, the other pilgrims and explained, like, hey, the devil appeared and there was a witch and part of my family was bewitched and I had to kill my mother. Um, No. No. It would... That sort of a thing would end the way... um, are the autopsy of Jane Doe looks. There would have right? been the one such... survivor, everyone else is dead. Like obviously he's the one who killed them. I, I think he would have had a better chance explaining it away than she would. Well that's true. If she, yeah, he would just have to like, blame it on the devil and he's the, the man, fa- right? By the fact that she's the only one left alive, mm-hmm. she's fucked. She can't survive in the wilderness on her own. Right? So at yeah. that point the options are do you go back to be stoned or burned at the stake or whatever for a crime you didn't commit or do you choose to wander off and die alone in the wilderness or do you want to like experience and then get some enjoyment out of life instead of being fucking punished all the time for everything <sighs> like she talks about the house they lived in in england had glass in yeah. windows and her brother can't even remember the fact that they had glass right and right. then the silver cup was like the last little bit of their of england their grandfather's estate or whatever they had left it's they have it's like a cult they put all they emptied all their savings gave all their money to this trip yeah because they were so sure like i'm not sure they thought they'd land it would be like london i think it's very telling that you find out that the mom didn't want to go like she says like i want to go home and they're like well we can't go back to you know, no, she doesn't mean moment. that. She's, She's like, I want to go home to England. I want to be home. Right. I'm tired of being here. I hate this place. And then at the very beginning, when they're being sentenced and kicked out, right, mm-hmm. they all proudly turn, except for Thomason, who's very obviously doesn't want to go because she knows yeah. what's waiting for them out in the, in the, the woods, out in the wild. They're going to... Because she's It's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. It's going to suck. And they're probably going to die. So it's very telling that in both cases... The women are the are ones like, that are ignored. Like, and they have their no needs choice. are not met. And they're the ones who have the most common sense to be like, hey, let's not leave England. Oh, no, we're leaving England. Okay. Hey, let's not like leave this place where there's like a wall and food. And, and, and the one time where she's like given free reign to say anything, like when her father thinks she's a witch and he's like, you know, basically says to her, you know, speak your yeah. mind. Tell me, and tell she me what you does, are, and I, that way I can help you. Right? She cuts loose, and she basically calls him a failure, and she's like, you can't hunt, you can't fish, you can't farm, all you can do is chop wood, you're a failure. And he slaps Yeah, he, he would have believed her. her being a witch before her seeing the truth of the matter. 
before her saying that he's a failure or, or he's right. he can't survive in the wilderness or he can't handle it. No. Well, he's a man. Yeah. He was never... Everyone puts their failures onto Thomason. Correct. And at the end of the movie, when she's left alone, because everyone in her family is a fucking religious lunatic... Correct. ...who has gotten killed or disappeared for whatever reason, uh, her only option is really like... Yeah, I'm going to dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. You know, do you want to taste butter and wear a nice dress and see the world? Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I would be hard-pressed to make a different decision than she makes. All right. She finally gets agency, and it comes at the cost of signing a deal with the devil. So we uh, we have not followed any of our formatting. So do you want to Arkoff this bad boy? or? I don't think this would fit. Let's see. Action? Not really. Well, let me give a quick run-up. So in case this is the first time you've ever listened to the podcast, hmm. uh, Samuel Ziarkov is an exploitation producer who was he's yeah, long did yeah, so. awesomely created an acronym of his last name to create a perfect exploitation film that would sell with the kiddos the kiddos the teens and uh, a was stood for action um there's not a lot of action in this movie nope uh it's uh it's very very paced yes so i would say no on the action no on the action are revolutionary. Yes, this uh, was an interesting sure, yeah. take on the uh, the old Salem witch trials that we've, uh, growing up in America, all heard. Killing. There's none on scene, on screen. Well, um, the dad, uh, he gets gored. Oh, that's right, yeah, he gets gored. And the mom gets, it's all at the end, for right. the most part. The baby gets disappeared, and we do see the baby about to be murdered. Yeah, I didn't like that. actually on screen, which I'm glad. Um, you, you, I th- believe... When she was going to cut the baby up, <laughs> you looked over at me and you're like, I can't do this if she's going to cut this baby up. And then it cut and you're like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. So. Then we've got oratory. <laughs> yeah. Other than being appreciative of the research that went into the linguistics of the story, I don't, there's nothing that I remember of them saying that it's like, oh, that's so cool and awesome. I quote this movie all the time. One specific line. What line? Wouldst thou like to live deliciously? It's not like to live deliciously. Uh, yeah, he has a very Tim Curry like voice there at the end. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. I I would I would give it oratory. Uh, it, it has a very it, it's unique. Fantasy and fornication. What do you say? Uh definitely fantasy. Definitely fantasy. Uh fornication. I would say this movie's strength is it's about a lack of fornication. Fair. Right? Like and this is just me talking. I feel like if these people had just fucked more, <laughs> they would be less yeah. awful and less angry. And you know what I'm saying? Like Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. Um, I would not I think I would watch this again. This was a kind of movie I would watch. But like I said, I've shown the fifth you showed the fifteen year old. He wasn't into it at all. He didn't give a crap for this movie. This would be a good movie for like history people, and there's it's a group. You know what I mean? Like this is it's not for everybody. Yeah, this is a movie that people watch it and they either love it or they hate it. I liked it. Like there's not a lot of there's not a lot of people that are like it was okay, right? Mm. You either like like it or really like it, or you're like, ah oh, man, it was really boring. <laughs> I, I didn't give a shit. I hated it. Uh, <laughs> and I get both. Camps. You get why? 
I mean... Do we have any noteworthy... this one any kind of awards or anything? Well, I, mean, I remember it being everywhere and everyone kind of talking about it, but I don't remember... Let me throw some trivia at you. Okay, what we got? We talked about uh, there being signs of ergot, which is an hallucinogenic fungus that many attribute to real-life stories of possession of witchcraft in the time, right? Um, there's no way to know for sure. We There's no... Uh, no. They, they there just, would have to be bred from that time that we could test. They just added that into this movie as kind of a... Oh, no, and it's a, it's a very solid theory. Yeah. And there's quite a bit of science that can back it up. I'm just saying, like, there's... It's a, it, it will always be a theory, despite how strong it is. Um, and Robert Eggers actually has said that he planned on the film to be taken literally like everything actually happened. But he wanted to give it an additional, like, but what if? Okay. But to him, like, it all happened. It did happen. It happened, that, it happened the way it uh, was shown. Yeah. It's not a metaphorical thing, like um, I said. A hare or rabbit appears frequently in the film. And colonial New England hares were considered magical creatures in their own right. <sighs> And they were often associated with witches, either as milk hare, which stole or mm-hmm. spoiled milk from the farm animals, or the witch themselves, who were thought to be able to turn to a hare in order to spy on or influence people. And they only said that because the hares in America are extremely large, much larger than those found in England. And they're very, very different. So I guess I could see how they're like, oh, it's a wild creature, but not exactly like what they were used to, you know? Whatever. Fuck them. Uh, okay. Um, Robert Eggers said the question he gets asked the most about this movie... Is if it's literal or not, uh, right? No. Is, did any supernatural or paranormal events occur during filming? Because apparently on a lot of previous... Like The Exorcist and The Omen, like a lot of weird shit happened on those sets. Okay, did anything happen and on this one? he was always like, no, nah, there was nothing. Yeah. Like, it was just a really calm, like, shot in 25 days... Uh, it takes place in 1630. Um, it's about how long my family's been here. Yeah, and the film was inspired by many folk tales, fairy tales, and written accounts of historical witchcraft, including journals, diaries, and court records. Uh, the dialogue comes from these period sources. Yeah. It's all... In the 15th and 16th century, according to a source I found, when Black Philip does say, Wouldst thou like the taste of butter... In the 15th and 16th century, the Catholic Church declared eating butter was a bigger sin than lying, blasphemy, and impurity. <laughs> because their whole thing was like... It's so rich. It's above your social class, yeah. essentially. Everything, 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 when you come down to the idea of a witch, is all misogyny. One, All of it. All yeah. of it, all of it. The idea of riding a broomstick, um, every, every aspect of it is the men in charge using that to keep the women who question things in mm-hmm. check. Yep, and in Basque mythology, the black goat is a commonly known figure related to the devil. Furthermore, the magical... I was curious why they even had a black goat, because they were so, they were just as superstitious as, like, black cats. I feel like they were not in a position to pick and choose and be able to just get rid of animals willy-nilly. Yeah, that's a good um, point. Furthermore, the magical encounter between witches called Akalare, or Akal... Is that what they were saying? Akilari, that wasn't the what it was called, which in Basque means meadow of the goat. <laughs> Francis Duwe painted about witches in a black goat in 1798. Uh, the, in a painting called El Uh the term Aquilare was popularly spread with the, uh, it's the Zuguramundi, 
witches burning process during the Spanish Inquisition in 1610, just a few years wow. before the Salem witch one really took off. In that judgment, some Basque women were found guilty for being witches and for participating in satanic rituals similar to the one appearing in this movie and were burned alive. So when people think that, like, it was a, oh, this whole misogyny, witchcraft thing, it, it, it started in Europe and it carried over into the colonies. If we, if King James of Scotland never became, never came to power, like, that one event would have probably the greatest impact on all of world history. The idea of the the King James Bible being the first, you know, the Gutenberg Press and all that, he really took advantage of that technology. But if we didn't have that set canonical book, do you know what I mean? Like the spread of Christianity would not have happened the way it did. Next week, what are we watching? We're continuing oh, uh, witches. Hold on. Oh, you got more about so, this one? Uh, just a couple last things. So during the witch hunts of colonial America, it was widely believed that witches could not say the entire Lord's Prayer. And that's which why the twins, why the twins couldn't do it. And it was very important they couldn't do it. And the dad was very upset. And even when they stopped saying it, they blame Thomason mm-hmm. for her stopping them from saying it. Right. Instead of being like, oh, they, she's saying, she's very clear, clearly saying reciting it. the entire Lord's Prayer and they still pin it on her. Yeah. Because, yay, this was a movie. Uh, and the language that the witches use in the film is mainly Anakian. Which is what? I've never heard of that. I am. That's just what I got for you. Hmm. have to yep. look that one up. I like languages. I like that. Yep. So... Yeah, and then Caleb's death scene in Jonas and Mercy's behavior during it is based on trial records from the Salem Witch Trials, yeah. which allowed for spectral evidence. <laughs> Nothing yeah. like having ghosts testify against you. Oh, during yeah. the trials, witnesses would declare the spirit of the witch, taking on the form of birds or animals as well as people, was appearing before them in order to torture them. Typical torments would be pinching, pricking with needles, biting, scratching, sitting on the person's chest so they could not breathe, choking them, uh, and when they said, when they tried to say their prayers... Inducing fits, and all of these things are actually shown in the movie. Yes. This movie, I fucking like it. I like it a lot. And the more I think about it, the more I like it. Cool. It's that kind of movie. What's next week? What do we got? Week four. Originally, yeah. I was like, I want to do a movie that both has a witch or some connection to witches and also takes place around Halloween or on Halloween. And I was like, oh, we could do the Blair Witch Project. But um, you had seen it. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, I can't really do Blair Witch Project if you've seen it. And then I was like, what would be... And then I thought, how about Halloween 3 season of The Witch? And I, I have like, never seen that. That's a stretch. Because it's not as much about witches. So I thought, what is a... Checks all the boxes. Yeah. It's about witch. It, ha- it features a witch of some sort. It, it takes place on Halloween. Right. And, and I haven't seen more it. More importantly, it's super fucking fun. What? Because it's time to watch a really fun movie for Halloween. So we're going to do uh, Night of the Demons. Okay. Uh, which I believe is directed by Kevin Tenney. This movie is fucking all the fun. I'm really <laughs> excited to watch it with you. All right. It well takes then, place on Halloween. Until then. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. Ba-bow, ba-bow. <laughs>